Hutchins Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Hutchins Podcast. I'm Raf and I'm joined with Casper, Josh and Alexander. Today's podcast is themed on the Port Davy Power of Nine Challenge. Today is the 29th of March and the Port Davy guys are still on challenge right now. So today we're going to be talking about what we think and know about this challenge. And then coming up very soon, we're talking to boys and staff about what it was really like down there. So the challenge term we spend down at Maryville, what does everyone think it's like down there? Well, I think it'll be great. I think it will be a fresh campus, even though we've just moved up, up into the senior school. It's like right next to the water and a nice change of scenery and just a lot of fun to not see teachers everywhere. Fresh <laughs> sea air. I think, I think it would be lovely down there, actually. I think it will too. A yeah. nice bit of isolation from everyone and just a getaway. And it's a completely different experience to what normal school's like. So... I feel like it would be different, but it would be very enjoyable because you're with a different group of boys that you might not necessarily be with. Mm. And because of Daylight Savings is ending soon, I reckon we'll get some pretty amazing mornings. Yeah, that's true. Got some nice sunrises coming. Yeah. Well, showing from all the rowing clips and stuff was amazing. (laughs) I know, it does look good. What is Southport Sandy Bay camp like? I've heard it sounds really good, actually. It sounds very physically enduring. very tiring and, like... A lot of effort required. Me personally, I love walking, so I reckon it will be a good challenge and a good... Teamwork builder. Exactly. Getting away from the city and getting away from normal life and doing a big (laughs) walk. I reckon it would be good fun. Yeah. I think its sort of structure is that you spend a couple days bike riding and then on the last day you walk over the mountain yeah. And then you arrive back at Sandy Bay at about like nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. It's a whole day walk. That'll be amazing. I, I cannot wait. I think it will be too. You've got to hope you get some good weather though. You've got to hope. Yeah. No rain. I know. <laughs> no mud, muddy paths. Oh, that'd be terrible. <laughs> I know. Nothing, nothing worse than getting cold. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a nice, warm, sunny day, that'd yeah. be good. What does everyone think the weather right now down at Port Davey is? Like I've been to Port Davey before and it was quite cold. So hopefully it's not too cold for the boys. But, yeah. Nonetheless, they'll have a great time. Oh, 100%. Definitely. I reckon with all the rain, it's probably quite cold. What activities are they doing actually down in Port Davey? I think I've heard rumours that they're bike riding as well as walking. Oh, wow. I think they might be doing some community service things. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And they did a bit of sailing on the way down there. So I heard that the sailors are back today yep. and the walkers are still coming yep. today, which will be nice for them, I think. Yeah. They even they Do do they do some kayaking as well? I, I reckon they would do a bit of kayaking. I Googled Port Davey and I was like, wow, it looks really nice. <laughs> it's so, amazing there. Yeah, no one else there. It's just peaceful, calm. And... It sounds awesome. Amazing. Mm. What do you reckon the Port Davey guys would like to know about the senior school campus compared to the middle school campus? Well, I think that we've got some amazing spaces like the senior school quad. Like the canteen. <laughs> yeah, and the library. <laughs> the library the best. Classrooms are nice. I think it's, a, it's completely different to the middle school, actually, in the way that the classrooms are set yeah. out, actually. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more individual work mm-hmm. as in the middle school it's very um sort of group based learning mm, as yep. now it's a bit like you got to knuckle down and do your own work a bit yeah well for me i feel more that, independent yeah uh, for me i found that we've i've done quite a few group tasks so far mm. but i'm wondering if that's just to get us into yeah. independence slowly. get your group I reckon, yeah 
I feel like they give us less random groups now. We are responsible enough to work in a group with yeah, friends. Yeah, we're at that age now that if we're, you don't work, yeah. it's not your responsibility. <laughs> behind. It, you're going down. <laughs> you're, you're going down. Mm-hmm. You're going down to the basement. Yeah. <laughs> what advice would we give the Port Davy boys? I think stay on top of your work. Definitely. And as long as you get that done, it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy it while you're down there because once you're back up here, it's pretty regular class work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for us, because we haven't been down there yet, it's very intense, I find, up here. And I think for them, it's going to be a bit of a sort of a bang coming back up here with that they've sort of had a term off now. And it's like, oh, it should be nice and rejuvenated. Exactly. Yeah. They've yeah. had Hard a break. They've been lucky in that sense. Had a good long yeah. rest. Yeah. And I think even the programs that are up here are very different to what yeah, it was like. I agree. Good luck. <laughs> Stay on top of your work and make new friends. Podcast. Today we are joined with the coordinator of Power of Nine, Mr. McAloon. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. Thanks, Alexander. How have the Power of Nine Port David group coped at Maryville? I think they've coped really well down at Maryville uh, this term. Uh, they're currently just getting back from their challenge expedition into the southwest. But uh, if we're thinking about their time at Maryville, um, I can give you a really pleasing report. They've done a great job. They've been really good. Have friendships and uh, relationships strengthened at, within the group? Uh, definitely, yeah. I've... Um, it's been really interesting to notice that boys come down and they've got a little core group of mates, like a tight little bunch, and you watch over the course of the 10-week term the circle of mates broadens and you see different little circles and, and groups sort of developing. And we would hope at the end of the ta- term down there and the time with us that you can work with anyone um, and communicate with anyone in the group. There's no sort of little clicks anymore. We've very much break down some of those little circles of friends. Mm. So how do you think Maryville is different to normal classes up on campus? It's different in lots of ways, I suppose, but I think the key difference is the luxury of not being on a really strict timetable. So we do feel that we have more time down there. We have that ability to make things go a little bit longer if we need to or change things up and do something different if things aren't going as we planned. So, yeah, we, we feel that... I suppose that um, ability to have flexibility with time is a really cool and key part of the Maryville experience. We don't have to stop something right at 10.25 because that's when the timetable tells us. Mm. So if something's going really well, we might stretch it out a little bit and finish it properly rather than be guided by the clock. Mm. On Rory, is there actually, like on my Rory profile, is there an actual timetable that comes up when I sign into it? Uh, It won't appear on your Rory site and your Rory timetable. But when you come down to Maryville as a student, you'll be given access to a specific timetable. And okay. that'll, be, that'll be housed in Rory, but it won't be there on your timetable. Um, and that's just, a, I suppose, a system issue where if we muck up your timetable completely, it'll sort of throw the whole year out. Yeah, so, I see. So when you're at Maryville, your um, semester timetable will appear the same um, on your Rory page, but we will do a different timetable that you'll get. So it's completely separate. It's completely separate, yeah. And it's very, I suppose, it's it's different in the term, that I suppose the key difference with how the timetable works down at Maryville is we allocate the whole day to something rather than your day being broken into a set of six blocks of time. 
we will have, for example, when we have English, we dedicate that whole day to English and that's, we call that an experience day. So on those days, you'll have your English teacher down with us and they will lead us on an activity, which is part of your English curriculum, but we have that whole day to do it. I and mean, that, I suppose, is that key difference that you'll see in your Power of Nine timetable is that your days will be full days dedicated to one thing. Okay, I see. Tell us about the challenge. So getting back this afternoon, we have got our group two boys. So we, with our group of, uh, there was 19 students in this current Port Davy group and they were split into two groups, group one and group two. And group one took off on the Windward Bound. So they got on board the Windward Bound into Elizabeth Street Pier and they sailed into Port Davy, so around the southwest of Tassie, into Malaluka, and then they were transferred from the Windward Bound um, to dry land, went up the Malaluka Inlet and jumped off uh, little Zodiac boats and took off on a bushwalk and then started walking the south coast track from west to east. And then they'll be making their way back into Maraville this afternoon. They'll be picked up in a bus and driven back up to Sandy Bay. And the other group, they did it in the reverse. So they took off on foot from Cockle Creek and walked the south coast track from east to west. And when they made it into Malaluka, they were transferred onto the Windward Bound and then became sailors and sailed uh, the Windward Bound back home to Elizabeth Street Pier. Wow. Yeah. Did you go on the did you go on any Port Davy expeditions? Uh, I did. This one just gone. I did the sailing leg on the return trip. So I, I made my way into Port Davy and met the group. Uh, and then I made my way back with them on the windward bound. So I've only just got back. I'm actually still a little bit wobbly after being <laughs> yeah. on the boat for five days. But yeah, it was a great experience. Both groups had a fantastic sail. The group sailing in had easterly winds, so that oh, blew them wow. around. Mm-hmm. And then the group coming home had westerly winds, so it blew them home. So <laughs> That's brilliant. Like, was there anyone else in the in Port Davy? Yeah, yeah, there was actually. Yeah, we came across um, quite a few other cruisers and there's some commercial operators that are down there. We also mm. saw some cray fishermen. So it was, yeah, it's really cool. And we had, uh, when we were in Port Davy, another vessel put out a Mayday alert. So the, oh. windward, the windward bound responded and went over to see if they could help. Oh, so gosh. even though you're way over there in the wilderness... Mm-hmm. Um, there's other people about. Yeah. There's a bit of a community of yeah. boaties mm-hmm. that you might bump into down there. Yeah. Do the two groups ever bump into each other in the time of being down there? Yeah, they certainly do. In the middle day, we have a changeover day. Gotcha. Where, you know, they they do that transition from one leg to the other. And on that day, they'll get a chance to catch up briefly and have a bit of a chat and share a few stories about the boat or the walk. And then they head off on their own leg. How long is the boat and the walking? Yeah, so the boat leg is five-day sail and then the walk is uh, the best part of seven days. Oh, wow. <laughs> so now in that, there is that middle day where they change over. So of in course. like five mm. and seven, I'm counting one day for both of them. So on one day, you'll do a little bit of sailing in the morning, you'll be on the boat and then you start walking that afternoon and vice versa. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Whereabouts does the walk go into? So Yeah, yeah. So the walk, if you're walking it from east to west, you start down at Cockle Creek. Mm-hmm. And you walk in along the coastline, hence the name of the walk, the South Coast yeah. Track. And it takes you in to a spot which, you know, you may be aware of called Cox's Bite. Yep. Which, and then from there you head north up into Malaluka. So Malaluka is oh, yeah. a 
It's a small settlement. There's an airstrip in there. There's I've a been national... there. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah it's, you'd know, Raph. It's yeah. a beautiful part it of the is. world. It is, 100%. Yeah, and it's like there's a little airstrip there, parks and wildlife are there, and there's actually a couple of small private properties where a family used to do some tin mining way back in the day. Um, <laughs> and you may have heard of Denny King, yep. King of the Wilderness. So his family still um, have a little shack in there, which they still use as a family shack which is way deep in the southwest, but it's fully surrounded by, you know, World Heritage-listed yeah. National Park. Mm. Wow. Did you see any, um, I think it's red-berried parrot? The orange-bellied uh, parrot. Orange, that's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I personally didn't see any on this trip, but have done in the past. Yeah, so have I. Yeah, and I, but I don't think the boys got a chance to see any of the orange-bellied parrots. Mm. They are an um, endangered Very. species, and there's a, a group of people that go down every summer and do a survey and count mm. how many orange-bellied parrots they see. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Mm, amazing place. Yeah, it is so good. how has COVID impact this challenge? So these guys in term one, being based in Tassie and going into the Tassie wilderness and out to sea, haven't been impacted overly by the COVID pandemic. There's definitely been some changes, I suppose, from previous years in protocols around personal hygiene and spacing, just the way that we were using bunks in the windward bound that was sort of set up so that we minimise the amount of people in a bunk who shared a space. Also, things like before we went away on the trip, um, people needed to make sure that they were clear of COVID if they had any flu-like symptoms. And we did have a number of boys have to get a COVID test just before we went away. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So other than that, there was no major impact. Basically, you know, social distancing, lots of hand sanitizer, mm. and just making sure that everyone was fit to travel. Mm. Um, other than that, there was no major sort of impacts from the COVID pandemic on this Port Davy challenge. Yeah. So what is the aim of the challenge? I suppose the aim of all our challenges is mm. to give students an opportunity to really learn more about who they are mm -hmm. and learn more about how they can contribute to their community, be that their little small group that they're in, their, their Power of Nine challenge group, and then maybe take that broader, maybe how they can contribute to their school community, their home family community, and the broader community at large. So it's all about this idea of who are you? What are your personal strengths? And how can you take them and do something with them? And we, we approach that through a challenge. As you know, we talk a lot about the challenge term and we're going on our challenge so that, you know, we have something tangible, something we can do so we can test ourselves and learn more about ourselves. But really in a very safe and supportive environment, mm. like we, we build a lot of trust amongst the group so that we're supported by our peers, mm -hmm. but also the staff are there mentoring and helping along the way. The main aim of every challenge is that idea about personal growth yeah. and development, learning more about who you are and how you can contribute. Obviously, for this one, it was, uh, you could say the aim was to sail around the southwest yeah. and go for a beautiful bushwalk yeah. in one of the most pristine parts of the world. Mm. But underlying that or overarching that is this personal growth and development. Mm. Do you find that boys come out going, wow, that was really inspirational or anything like that? Often we do, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. You get different reactions from different boys and sometimes the reaction is immediate. They'll yeah. come out of the, off, off the challenge and they'll go, wow, that's, I've, you know, I've really learned about myself and I see the world differently. And sometimes it's like we just planted the seed. It might take six months, a yeah. year, a couple of years. And I've had cases where I've had boys in year 11, 12 come and see me and say, Oh, thinking back to that challenge, it was that mm. really changed me, and, and it was a you know big part of me becoming the person I am today. Yeah, so, yeah. okay. And from personal experience, being in Port Davy, it's just so 
quiet and you're out in the wilderness and it just refreshes you. You get back and you're just, you know, refreshed. Yeah, totally. And, mm. I, and I suppose on that point, that being disconnected from the outside world mm. for a little bit, we see as a really um, a key part of the challenges. All our mm. challenges that we go on, we restrict the use of mobile technology, digital technology, and with a real emphasis on that, just being in the moment and being a little bit disconnected from what is a very connected world. And that often boys will come back and say, that I found that really refreshing, mm. uh, that I wasn't thinking about what's the latest message on yeah. whatever yeah. social media platform I'm, I'm using at the moment. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. being, giving myself some space just to be myself in the moment mm-hmm. and in my surroundings with the people I'm with. Mm. Do you enjoy that yourself as well, even going through these programs termly that you go, wow, that was really nice to zone out for mm-hmm. two weeks or so? Yeah, definitely. Often, you know, as staff, we'll carry phones because we'll need them for emergency yeah, yeah. reasons and to you know make contact. But I found this particular challenge that I've just got back from, uh, when we were on the boat, I had no mobile coverage or service <laughs> or anything, and I actually relaxed and, and, you know, was able to just be on the boat with the boys, no connections with the outside world. Well, in Port Davie, if I remember, there's no reception down there at all apart from a sat phone. That is correct. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. How long have you been at Hutchins and why did you want to come here? I started at Hutchins in 2009. I wanted to come to Tasmania at the time Mm. and was planning to come to Tasmania and a job at Hutchins became available and then I did a bit of research on Hutchins and then applied for the job and next thing you know I was here. Mm. And was that the role that you're now in today? No, it wasn't. No, I started here teaching physical education and coordinating the sports program in the junior school and the ELC. It's a great Great experience. I really enjoyed that. Mm. It was a lot of fun. And it's been really cool because I did that job for a number of years. I often then had students who I taught in grades two and three come through uh-huh. and do Power of Nine. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. It was cool. Yeah. And I think I think now I've run out of mm-hmm. those people. I think this current group of <laughs> year nines, there's some boys who I think I taught them learn to swim in prep. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, but after this year... Mm-hmm. It'll be, they'll all be fresh, new, mm-hmm. new people I've never met before. How did COVID impact the challenges last year? It was pretty massive, yeah. as it was for everybody. Mm. Um, I particularly feel really sorry for our 2020 Port Davy crew uh, because the way that it happened with COVID, we were ready to go. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we were heading off the Monday morning and at about 9.30 on the Sunday evening, we were told that we couldn't take the trip. The decision oh, no. had been made. Frustrating. Mm. So that morning, Monday morning, some boys, we, you know, we sent a message out, mm. but there were some boys who turned up Monday morning with their bags packed, ready to walk, thinking we were going away on the challenge. And then they were told, sorry, we're not going anywhere. Mm. Um, so it was pretty, pretty full on, big impact straight away like that. We knew it, it could happen. Obviously, there was lots going on in the world. Mm. And then that throw, threw those guys into some home learning. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. Yeah, so they did a couple of weeks sitting at home, finishing off their Power of Nine challenge term, which they did an amazing job. I was really impressed with those guys. They finished off really strong um, and we had some really good, deep and meaningful discussions and some really powerful um, learnings from that term. But the ones who I think found it really tough and the staff found it tough was the boys who started in term mm. two, so our... 2020 Tiwi boys, 
because they started their Power of Nine Challenge term at home on home learning and they were there for seven weeks. And I guess that sort of breaks down what you guys try and do and yeah. connecting the boys as a group. Cuts out most of the challenge term. Yeah, it was pretty tough. We, we tried really hard to maintain those key elements that we do at Power of Nine and at Maraville. We tried to make it like Maraville online. Mm. So we, we had uh, lots of time where we'd catch up online and have a good discussion about something. And we also factored in some smaller group catch-ups. So we divided the class of, I think, 20 or 22 boys into small groups of three or four. Mm. And they would then get online and do some catch-ups and some sessions mm. um, rather than just have a whole class doing work. And it worked okay, but it was obviously really difficult for everyone. But I think the boys did a great job. Did you have any um, physical activities for the boys to do at home? Yeah, definitely. We set them some really cool challenges, some different sort of physical stuff. They had to go out and explore their own environment. Mm -hmm. We also set them some of the things that we do to do at at home, like they did an overnight sleep out. Um, We set them some 24-hour challenges where they had to do some certain things within a 24-hour period. Yeah, they had had a good time Mm. and they did some cool stuff. But it was, yeah, it was it was different, as yeah. we all know. So did any of the challenge groups last year get to go away? All the challenge groups went away last oh, year. Oh, they did? Yeah, yep, yep. So by the time we got ourselves around to Term 4, yep. uh, we were allowed to take groups out on camps. So we then pushed all of the challenge trips into Term 4. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, because they all ended up in Term 4, mm. we had to reduce the duration. Of so course. Rather yeah. than be a two-week trip, we went where we could with like a, a six-day trip mm-hmm. and we took um, Port Davy boys, had the option uh, because of the reduced time frame, oh, yeah, they yeah. couldn't do the full trip. So they had the option to either sail or bushwalk <laughs> and about half and half did the sail and half did the bushwalk. Um, term 2, Tiwi group and then Term 3, Central Australia group we did a Indigenous-focused challenge in the northwest of Tassie. Oh, yeah. So we went up to, um, mm-hmm. we stayed at Premangana, which is a very important um, Tasmanian Aboriginal cultural site. Mm-hmm. And we did some other things in and around the northwest, which was really interesting. So we kept that Indigenous focus, but we did it here in Tas. So that was for both Tiwi and Central. And then our island challenge trip did a normal island challenge based in the Tassie wilderness, but over a shortened period. So everyone got away and we wanted to make sure that everybody had that opportunity to go out and have an expedition. Mm, still amazing experiences. So do you have any advice for us going into our challenges? Uh, come on down and have an open mind. Take on everything that's presented to you. Mm-hmm. Be open to learning from experience. I suppose one of the key things about P9 is our philosophy and focus to learning. And the way I like to break it down is There's sort of three ways you can look at learning. Mm. You can learn for something. You know, for example, you learn the skills to pass a test or you might learn, you know, how to drive a car. You're learning to be able to drive, so learn for. You can learn about something. You can do a lot of theoretical knowledge and learn all about how things work and, you know, understanding of something really deeply. And then you can learn through something. By having an experience, you can learn about yourself Mm. and others and the places that you go. And we really think that P9 is a big focus on that learning through. So mm. we were, we really want you guys to be open to learning through the journey. And the mm. journey is not just the challenge expedition or the Southport to Sandy Bay challenge. The, the journey is the whole term. Mm. Big part of it is the time we spend at Maraville and the things we do down there together as a group, looking after each other and looking after ourselves and making things happen. So, yeah, just be ready and open and, and ready to learn 
through the experience and through the journey. Mm, Just on a final note, what is Southport to Sandy Bay like? It's great. It's really cool, yeah. So Southport to Sandy Bay, used to be, we used to often call it our training camp. Oh, yeah. And, or a preparation camp to prepare us for going away on our big challenge. Basically, we go down to the Southport campus and we'll spend a night or two nights there, depending on lots of things. And we'll, we'll just hang out, do some team building activities, maybe connect with the environment down at Southport a little bit deeper. And then we'll make our way back to Sandy Bay. So we do that under our own steam and that's a big part of the challenge. So there's a long bike ride or for some groups, the Port Davy guys did two days of bike riding. Oh, wow. Um, so we start riding back towards Sandy Bay and then we'll pick you up and bring you in the bus to Mountain River. Some of you know, might know is on the other side of um, Kunyani, Mount Wellington. And then the final piece of the puzzle is to walk back as a group back to the Maryville campus. Right. So it's that idea of the journey from Southport to Sandy Bay. So mainly, how long does it take? The whole thing, it's a four-day oh, trip. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we go down and we do either one or two days at, at uh, Southport and then it's one or two days bike riding and then a day of walking. Mm-hmm. So that's how the, the trip unfolds. Uh, the walk can take anywhere from, I suppose, eight to nine hours through to 16 hours. Wow. Um, and that's dependent on the weather conditions, uh, how the group goes, lots of things. What, um, were the, what was the weather like when our guys were out there? They had a good day. They had a really beautiful day, yeah, on the walk. Um, they, they, and they did, a, they did a really good job. They were very, quite efficient. I don't like to say fast. It doesn't mean they walked fast. I think them getting over in, a, you know, in maybe 10 hours as opposed to 16 hours is about how they work together and stopping for lunch breaks mm-hmm. and those sort of things. Like working together as a team is what it's all about. Mm. It's not a race. It's not like, hey, who can get back to Sandy Bay the quickest? It's very much about us as a group doing this journey together, looking after each other and, and making it making it work. And, and ever since P9 started, it's been going, this is the 11th year of Power of Nine. Wow. Every group has done the Southport to Sandy Bay challenge in some form or another. So every mm-hmm. every boy who goes through Hutchins will do that. Yeah, it's the original. Mm-hmm. It's the original, yeah. It it's, is. It's, it's the real, it's, and it's sort of the real rite of passage. Like to get through year nine, you get through the Southport to Sandy Bay challenge. Mm-hmm. You'll go, some guys might go to Southwest with Port Davies, some guys might go to Central Australia, etc. Some guys go to Fiji, as we've had in the past. Yeah. But everybody does. That big walk, but back. there is one yeah. consistent camp yeah, that everyone goes one. on. Yeah, everyone does that one, and it's and it's a really powerful one, I think. Yeah. What time did our guys get back to Maryville? I think they were around seven thirty, quarter. Oh of the wow. Way. wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, they would have headed off home for dinner. They well, yeah. That's <laughs> you know, when, when you get back to Maryville, we'll put dinner on, and we okay. have we have a big uh, welcome home barbecue mm-hmm. with families. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and that's a really key part of it. Like, mm. welcome back. You've done this thing. We're really proud of you, and it's great to have you back with us Mm, that's brilliant thank you so much for coming down to talk to us thank you the pleasure boys we're now joined with Archie Jack and Kit who are some boys that are doing the Port Davey challenge right now so Archie why did you choose Port Davey as your first choice well I really like bushwalking and sailing and so it was really an obvious choice for me there was no other that fit just so well yeah what was your take on the challenge well, I really learned that you have to be able to talk about your feelings to each other to, so your group can help you come through and do the best you can, I guess, because if you don't tell people what you want, you can hardly expect them to know what you want. <laughs> Agree. yeah. What was the biggest challenge for you? 
Well, I guess as one of the better walkers in the group, I, my my challenge, my job in the group was to support the people who couldn't walk nearly quite as well. Yeah, okay. So over the walk, I ended up taking on people's extra weight so they could end up moving faster mm. and the days could be shorter for me, which made it much easier for me in the long run as well. Nice. Mm. Good teamwork. What was your favourite part of the challenge? Well, this may seem fairly obvious, but standing on top of the Iron Balance, being able to see the entire south coast of Tasmania, just oh, wow. moving Amazing. ahead in this panoramic view, mm-hmm. it just blows your mind just to see this barren, stark area of Tasmania. It's really it, amazing. Yeah, it does. Were you the first group to sail or walk? No, so I walked in. So we had, when we were walking, we had um, sun every day and no rain. Oh, wow. That <laughs> sounds lovely. Yeah. Much, much better compared to the other group where they <laughs> were walking in torrential rain. Oh, and no. Horrendous. Crossing rivers chest deep. <laughs> that's terrible. Well, that's the challenge for you, though. <laughs> yeah. What did you like better, the walk or the sail? You can't really compare them. Yeah. Like, the walk's this massive physical challenge where you have to get to Meluka. Then in this, on the sail, you have all these mm. people telling you what to do. So you don't really have to think about it. You just have to follow these instructions. Mm. But then it's also really difficult because you have to wake up at 12 o'clock in the morning and I guess you don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. But you have to. That's mm. the challenge of the boat. So, Jack, why did you choose Port Davey as your first choice? Well, I chose Port Davey as my first choice because I enjoy nature and down in the southern Tasmania, there's like no colonisation of any humans pretty much. So it's just pristine nature. Mm. What was the favourite part of the challenge for you? I liked the walking because that was enjoyable, but the boat was pretty good. Have you ever done anything like this before? I do scouts, so I go hiking quite oh, yeah. yeah, regularly, but the sailing was very different. Yeah, yeah, so a bit experienced in this sort of stuff then. Yeah. <laughs> what was the biggest challenge for you? Probably going up the Iron Bounds since mm-hmm. it was 900 metres to the summit and the way we went up, it was just steep stairs. Wow. So, is this like some sort of mountain? I have no clue what you're talking yeah, about here. It's a mountain. Like, okay. Pretty much in the middle of Tasmania, just oh, wow. so- south. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Were you the first group to sail or walk? I sailed in and then I walked out. Nice. So we had the torrential rain. Oh, so you're different to Archie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. Does that mean you were like swimming all the time or something? Um, no. We. <laughs> it wasn't chest deep, it was waist deep water. Oh, okay. So not as bad, but it was still yeah. wet. So. Yeah. yeah. What was the biggest challenge for you? Having to slow down for some people since mm-hmm. I hike faster and then slowing down, you, the pain of just the pack on your back mm-hmm. is... Well, you know yeah. what they say, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Yeah. How much did you have to take on the challenge? Weight in our pack? Yeah. Oh. It ranged. Some people had like 20 kilos. Ooh, wow. I had one of the heavier packs, so oh, I think no. I was like 25 to 30 kilos. Oh, my kilos, gosh. That's so. a leg workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you like, what did you like better, the sail or the walk? The sailing was pretty good, but I like the walk. Mm. Walking's just my thing. Yeah. yeah. So, Kit, were you expecting to do this sort of experience at your first time at Hutchins? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I, I really didn't know what to expect. It kind of went into a blind, but yeah. it was really good. That's great. So how was your experience with the challenge? Yeah, it was amazing. You know, every day was uh, another challenge, and mm. so it just kept getting more exciting. Yeah. Were you the first group to sail or walk? We were sailing first. So oh, nice. With Jack, the torrential rain. <laughs> oh. So did you build 
Any new connections with boys in your group? Yeah, well, I didn't know anyone when I mm. first started, so pretty much all my connection I've, connections I have at the moment, I got at Parrot 9. So, mm. Well, it's a good year to come into Hutchins because it's pretty much about building new friendships and, yeah, yeah definitely. What, what was Southport to Sandy Bay like? Oh, it was, it was pretty intense. I wasn't really ready for it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, okay. What are you all thinking it's like to come back up here and do normal work? I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Archie? Uh, well, I normally really like work. But yeah. I've gotten quite <laughs> used to the vibe down at Maryville, being able to sit on the couches and chat in your circle for 20 minutes every morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just this lack of structure is yeah. really quite nice. <laughs> Bit of a chill to start off the the new school year. (laughs) But what was all of your favourite parts of the challenge term, I should say? Um, Probably the feeling of, like, accomplishment at the end. Mm. Just feel like you finished it, really just accomplished something amazing. Mm. The food on the boat was good. (laughs) What did you have? It, like, ranged from, like, pasta. Oh, wow. The other group got the roast that we watched. Oh, that would have been good. (laughs) we, so yeah, it was just pasta, sausages and potatoes. So it's pretty much well-cooked food. Mm-hmm. There was also cakes and swans. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. It's just, just like afternoon tea. I highly recommend Jan's cooking. Oh, nice. That's the chef on the boat. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do on the boat? Yeah, so what you really do is you just you sail the boat. So yeah. while you're at anchor, you're in these watches, these four-hour watches, and when you're at anchor every 15 minutes, you take note of the wind speed and the barometer Mm. And the angle of the anchor chain, which tells you how much the boat's pulling. Oh, okay. Well, you should know all that. You sail a bit, don't you, Archie? Yeah, yeah. That was just looking at stuff and yeah. writing yeah. it down. Nice. Yeah, most of it was just making sure nothing wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then while you were sailing, you sailed the boat. So you'd, st- you'd set and strike the sails, which means pull them up and pull them down. Okay. And you'd also steer the boat. And then you'd, and you'd also... Check the bilges so the boat wasn't sinking. Oh, yeah. All that important stuff. That's very important. <laughs> yeah. And what was the food like when you were bushwalking? Dehydrated. Oh, oh. okay. Wasn't that bad. But... <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was better than what I was expecting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Part of the spaghetti bolognese was really good. How did you... Did you just take trangiers or something? Yeah, so we took the trangiers yep. and you boiled water and you put your food in there and you'd simmer it for five minutes. And your food will be ready. It's, mm. it's really simple. Yum. <laughs> Thanks, Archie, Jack and Kit for joining us. Yeah, thank you for inviting us on. No problem. Opportunities, as you've heard, play a big part in these challenges. Stepping up to the challenge is also the theme for Power of Nine this year. We hope you enjoyed this Port Davey-themed podcast. And if you'd like to listen to more Hutchins podcasts, please go to hutchins.taz.edu.au forward slash podcast. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Hutchins Podcast.